It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to leave a like, drop a comment, subscribe, even leave a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. I'm Anthony Totri, joined on this terrific Tuesday by only, I guess you, only Sean DePaz. We don't we don't need another one. We don't need another one. How are we doing? He, he, he decided not to show up again. Shane Diefenbach. Yeah. Uh, you know, d- deciding that there's just, I guess, bigger and better things out there. Uh, apparently, for apparently, hopefully no one transfers today. Um, Knock on wood. Yeah, I'm not confident that that won't happen. But hey, maybe we'll get lucky today. I hope I hope you're right. Man. <laughs> Literally every time Shane is gone, something happens. Transfer, coaching, something. So like, yeah. let's hope in this next 30, 35 minutes span. That everybody can just hold their horses and uh, you know deliver that news post post, post podcast yeah. or or whatever, or uh, just don't deliver it at all and just or, stay at yeah that, that works too. <laughs> that would be probably the ideal situation. Um, but we know that we cover Arizona State sports, so there aren't a lot of ideal situations. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. but there was an ideal situation for two ASU baseball freshmen. Uh, getting announced to the All-American freshman team, or I guess being voted freshman All-Americans, um, the 35th and 36th to do so at ASU um, include Ryan Campos and Jacob Tobias. Sean, we talked a lot about how tough this ASU baseball season was, mm-hmm. not just from like a fan perspective, from a media perspective, but for a player's and coach's perspective, we've seen that with the amount of people that have transferred um, since the season came to an end. Obviously, a really rough stretch of games due to what we assume uh, was just bad pitching. Um, yeah. And the bullpen never really helped them out. How big is it, though, to have two guys, two freshmen, to make a statement like they did um, and even despite being on a team that relatively was pretty bad, um, being voted freshman All-Americans. It's uh, it's huge. I mean, I think it's similar to – it's just like softball. You have uh, Sidney Sanders and Matt Morgan, freshman All-Americans. Like, they – in having that kind of promise going forward, obviously softball is in a much different situation now. I'm not going to focus on that. But, <laughs> like, having that kind of promise and knowing it's like you have two people playing – are making significant impacts at a young age and are presumably here 
for a few years, that's mm-hmm. really, really good. Especially when one of them is a catcher and then one of them is a power hitter in this situation. Like, to know you're going to have power and stability behind the plate, I think is huge. And I think it goes to say a lot about Willie. I don't know necessarily if these guys started off getting recruited by Willie, but to know that they had the option, like Willie is going to be the coach, and they chose to stick with Willie, um, that gives confidence. I think it's kind of what we've been saying a lot with this this program is obviously the season wasn't ideal, but you want to give Willie a little bit of time to get his recruiting classes in, his kind of put his stamp on the program, and to know that you have two young guys able to make an impact like this under him gives you a little bit of hope going forward so i think it's it's pretty huge it's, it's a it's a pretty thick silver lining on this this big dark stormy cloud that was this asu baseball season um yeah so it's definitely it's good to see it's nice to see that our bat and ball programs are doing a little bit of something right yeah that is true um <laughs> again I, i'm not 100 percent uh sure what campos's bio was during the season or whatever like like on his Twitter, uh, but just some food for thought here. His his Twitter bio literally just says Omaha. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to leave that for, for what it is. To my knowledge, he's still he's a Sun Devil. Trying to get to Omaha with ASU baseball is what that mm, means. Mm, okay. <laughs> I, I, we'll, we'll be uh, optimistic. We're missing Shane, <laughs> so somebody's got to be optimistic on the yeah, show. Right? Uh, but moving forward, like we've talked about Campos, um, Tobias, two All-American freshmen on the baseball team. Sid Sanders, Mac Morgan, All-American freshmen on the softball team. Um, or Mac Morgan, she wasn't an All-American to my knowledge, but just a, a standout freshman. Yeah. Um, and then you look at Eric Gentry, who was, when he was at ASU, he was an All-American freshman. What does it say, do you think, about the type of players that ASU is getting? Because these aren't people that, these aren't players that are all Americans as juniors or seniors. Like it says something that that they're across the board able to get freshmen to compete at a high level. But despite that, the seasons overall aren't that great. Like Eric Gentry, when he was a freshman, ASU football didn't have a great year. Yes, we all know what Sid Sanders was able to accomplish. They missed out on the the grand goal there of making it past the super regional. Um, so you yeah. could, in theory, say that that was a little bit of a disappointment. Um, and then baseball, we, we already touched on what needs to change across the board because they're able to get talented freshmen. Clearly. Yeah. Why isn't that translating on the field? I think it's a little bit of a retention thing. I mean, you look at Eric Gentry, like obviously he's gone after his freshman year. At this point, you can't really blame Sidney Sanders or Mac Morgan if they choose to leave because their their coaching staff left. Um two or three of their leaders, like of the the veterans on the team are leaving. So if they decide to leave, would make sense. Obviously you've seen a number of players leave the baseball program. If either of these baseball program or players want to leave, it wouldn't be like the most unbelievable thing ever. So like, I I think that's really what it is, is they they clearly, these programs clearly have an ability to get them here. But I think once they get here, they're kind of seeing an athletic program that is not really dedicated to excellence necessarily, something we've talked about a lot recently. Um, And when you see that, they're like, all right, then they decide to leave for greener pastures. So I think it's really setting up a culture for the athletes that are here being like, we got you here. Now we're going to give you a reason to want to stay here. Um, So I I don't know. I I think um, also when it comes to both football and baseball and softball, we're in a very, 
uh, I guess you could say like target rich environment. Like there's a lot of talent in this area. And so yeah. to have the big school here, get some of that talent is not unreal. It's not, it's not like unimaginable, right? It makes sense, but um, they just have to work on getting them to stay here. Um, but I, th- I think it's, it's promising to see that you have a school that people from the Southwest United States, I'm not sure exactly where Mac Morgan is from, um, but um, you have, you have people that are, that want to play here. Um, yeah. And, and so I, I, that, that's comforting. Um, it's just a matter of, of keeping those people. And I mean, that you look, you have, you have Marcus Bagley in basketball who's staying here longer than I think almost anyone expected him to. Um, so th- there's, there's, reasons that people want to stay here i just think it's 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 making the program a little more well-rounded that it's not a matter of wanting to stay here it's why wouldn't you want to stay here like it's it's making it a destination but like i said it's really promising to have this young talent here for sure yeah i do want to get to to something else with softball today um not necessarily focused on asu but um announced yesterday that the pac-12 tournament will be in tucson yeah. next year um just your general thoughts on getting obviously we, we talked a little bit at nauseum of you know it's going to be exciting to just get yeah, the pac-12 sure. tournament um in arizona to have a pac-12 softball tournament in general because those games are electric uh, yeah. trisha ford or not <laughs> um <laughs> but to get it in in tucson um we know it's a little bit more isolated than yeah. you know say club farrington um what are your thoughts on just getting that tournament but unfortunately, having it in Tucson. <laughs> I mean, the tournament, regardless of the location, is awesome. I think I it, the most excited about, I was about ASU baseball this year was in the Pac-12 tournament. They gave yeah. you something to be excited about. So even if this season goes really poorly, which is not what I expect, but if it goes really poorly for ASU softball, you know at the end of the year, and it, I mean, it's like ASU basketball, you know at the end of the year, we have the Pac-12 tournament. They can do something yeah. special. Um, so that's exciting. And I mean, you saw in the regional to have – like postseason softball is some of the most exciting sports I've ever I've ever watched, and to have yeah. that in conference, have it against rivals. If we get a conference, uh, like a, a Pac-12 championship or just a Pac-12 tournament game, ASU U of A in Tucson, that'll be an amazing experience. So I think it'll be really good for the sport, really good for the conference, and then to have it in Tucson, it makes sense. I think. I think. Um, they, they, I know that stadium recently underwent renovations. I think once they announced the Pac-12 tournament, softball tournament, that was one thing that Doug Tamaro had said. He was like, I think Tucson makes the most sense given the renovations, given the, the size of the press box, which I am excited about. Um, yeah. Like, So it'll be cool. I mean, it'll be good, uh, decent driving distance. And I mean, as much as it would be cool for ha- to have it at Club Farrington, we talked recently about some of the facilities, not – the best and i think if you're looking at this from an outside lens to have it in a city like tucson or to eventually maybe have it in a city like corvallis or something like that cities that otherwise are not going to get a whole lot of attention to have a tournament like that and to have the eyes of 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 the softball world focused on on a place like this is good i think it's only going to serve to help the pac-12 um and i think like a a, a rising tide lifts all ships lifts all ships so I think it's going to be really good for the conference, really good for the sport, um, and really good for us. Like I'm just excited for it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to be there as a member of the media and to be there as a fan. Um, 
and I think you're going to get a lot of really good softball. Like you got really good baseball in the Pac-12 tournament, baseball tournament. So I'm excited for it for sure. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, Sean, you know what else is a lot of fun? Oh God, um, I do. Um, you can go one of two ways here. Is it betting on the DraftKings Sportsbook app? It is betting on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Ding ding ding. You guys should download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PHNX because you can make any $5 bet during the NBA Finals and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Sean, game five, we had the Warriors jump out the big lead. Boston brought it back in the third, uh, but that Jordan Poole buzzer beater three really seemed to shift the momentum yeah. back into Golden State's favor going into the fourth, and it just turned out to be uh, an upset. Yeah, that game, that, the Warriors, with Secretary played very bad, um, yeah. and they still won, which is terrifying. Um, I did live bet the Celtics at one point, I think in the second quarter, maybe it was late first, and I got it at like plus 280 when they started storming back a little bit. I was feeling good, and yeah, that Jordan Poole buzzer beater just – Suck the life out of them. Um, Jason Tatum had, I think, two empty trips to the free throw line in the second half. Like he, he, Jason Tatum is the most infuriating player ever because he's so good and then he just is so <laughs> bad at times. It doesn't make sense. But it's like um, it's not. It's not. He's not bad. Like I feel like he's bad because he almost plays scared. Yeah. Like there, that yeah. whole first quarter, that whole first quarter when his before he got sat like his normal his normal yeah. rest or whatever before coming back in, didn't take a single shot. Like, yep. bro, you are the best player on a team that won the East. Like, yeah. y- you have to show up. Like, even if you're missing shots, you have to take shots. Yeah. Like, and I they, get – go ahead. Yeah. No, they had a point in the third period where he was taking shots, and that's when they started coming back. And then yeah. you had the Jordan Poole buzzer beater, and then everything changed. But it was um, it was a very interesting game. I it was not a game I expected. I, I did place a bet on Andrew Wiggins to win the uh, finals MVP today. Uh, or last night I placed it um, after the game, just because he was if he, he played a big out of game, his, bro. He played if out he of his mind. If he has another big game and Steph just has a mediocre game, doesn't necessarily have to have another bad game. Wiggins has been he's leading the series in rebounds. He he had an out. He's been good, getting better throughout the series. Had a really good game last night. If he has another unbelievable game. I don't see why he doesn't win the finals MVP. So I'll take that a nice little deposit from the the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You know what I'm going to bet for game six? Marcus Smart under rebounds? No, 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 no. I'm going <laughs> a different direction. Now, I'm not betting on Marcus Smart rebounds this next game because I've had a streak of him either going over and under and getting it right. So I need to just, you know, count my chickens while they're there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going Clay Thompson uh, points over. Like, like it's it. game six, Clay. Game he six talked play, in yeah. the post game press conference. Like, he's never been so excited to get the Boston. I have a feeling like you're going to see Clay take over. And I think that's why Wiggins probably won't win finals MVP because he, Clay's going to have a big game. Uh, regardless of what Steph does, he had a big first three or four games. Yeah. And then Wiggins obviously had his two great games. So I think by default, it's going to go to Steph because Clay's going to have the biggest game on for game six. Um, but you, you never know what's going to happen in the NBA yeah. finals. I'm just glad that we've gotten some, some good games. For sure. Um, I feel like that's all we can really ask for. Yeah. Um, do you have other than other than Andrew Wiggins? Do you have any other bets that you're looking forward to placing for the NBA Finals? Um, I 
See, it's interesting because before like last night, I was thinking I was like, I kind of like Draymond's PRA just because I feel like <laughs> it's a matter of time before he does something. And he played pretty yeah. well last night. Um, yeah. So I think I, I like that. I'm with you on the clay. I, I think game six clay. Um, and I feel like Steph over on points. I feel like it might take a slight hit because of what happened last night. And I, I feel like more than likely Steph is going to come out and become Steph and launch himself into like top five player all time conversation. Um, so I'm, I'm excited for it. I think there's a lot of, it's a, it's a very good series to bet on because it's kind yeah. of all over the place or fun series yeah. to bet on. I think another, another bet is I'm pretty sure you can bet um, any player to score 40 or more points mm. like in a game uh, at plus money, like whether it's yeah. Steph, we talked about how Steph had a bad game. He's looking to rebound back. Andrew Wiggins has had a phenomenal series jason tatum jalen brown we both know they can go for 40 they've both gone for 40 throughout the playoffs at least once uh game six clay game six like there's just a bunch of different players who could potentially go so you don't even at that point have to say oh it's gonna be clay steph just put it on 40 and let it ride yeah Um, that that should be a lot of fun you're just rooting for points Uh, but regardless again download the DraftKings sports book app now because you can make any five dollar bet during the nba finals and you're going to get $150 in free bets instantly. Again, that's promo code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for more details. Sean, I want to talk ASU football. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This We're going to look positive today. Okay. We're, we're on the positive side of things. ASU football um, offensively got a lot of new weapons, uh, or at least weapons that we haven't necessarily seen in action a whole yeah, lot yeah. in a Sun Devil uniform. We've got Emory Jones, obviously the headline making the, the transfer from Florida to ASU. We've got Cameron Johnson transferring mm-hmm. from Vanderbilt. I keep um, forgetting about that. Like I keep forgetting that we got, actually got a receiver in the, yeah. in the transfer portal. Uh, there's still Elijah Badger. Yeah. Uh, there's been some some tight ends that people talked heavily about during the spring. Messiah and then, of course, Swinson, you, got the, yeah. you got the running backs, Daniel and Gata and Xavier Valade. Uh, we we posted the poll on Twitter. You can go make your vote uh, at PHNX underscore Sun Devils. But, Sean, I'm curious who you think um, is going to have the biggest season for ASU on the offensive side of the ball. Not who you want to have, not who you not who needs to have, but who you think is going to have the biggest Ooh, season. I mean, it's hard not to just say Emory Jones, right? He's the quarterback. He's so dynamic. I think he has, uh, like, even if the receiving core doesn't perform well, he can run, and him and the running back can run all over the place. And even if the running backs don't perform well, he, he's got a capable enough arm that he could throw. Um, yeah. So I feel like that's the easy answer. Um, but I think it's going to be Xavier and Valade. I, I think you have a, a veteran in, in the the backfield that's going to – I think both of the running backs are going to benefit from having a dual-threat quarterback like um, Emory Jones. And I think when it comes down to it, Xavier Valade just has so much experience running, playing football at a D1 level. It's just, yeah. you're going to see that. Um, it really, I think just the the running back, the running performance in general, I think things come down, comes down to how effective the offensive line is. But assuming that they're capable, I, I think Xavier Valade is going to put his name in, I think he's going to become not a household name, but like, I, I think a lot of Pac-12 football fans and people that follow Pac-12 football are going to be like, where did this guy come from? Where did he play last year? Like, yeah. uh, I, I think he's going to make a little bit of a name for himself in, in a Power 5 school. 
Um, so I like him a lot. But I, I think all of the people you named have the ability to make a really significant impact, um, not just because they're talented, but also just you look at what's happened with this offense. Someone's going to have to step up. And it, I don't yeah. see why it can't be literally any of those people. Yeah, I think that's that's one of the more exciting things about having a team yeah. that has either A, lost a lot of players, or B, just kind of got some new faces in town, mm-hmm. is a lot of these guys you haven't seen in a Sunday uniform. A lot of these guys maybe sat behind players last year. Uh, so that's fuel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Daniel sure. Ngata obviously sitting behind Rashad White. Uh, that's not a knock on on Ngata because we know White is literally an <laughs> NFL running back. Uh, Emory Jones, obviously, he's got something to prove mm-hmm. after the whole Anthony Richardson debacle in uh, in Florida. Elijah Badger, we know Shane has talked a yeah. lot about how badly uh, he wants to really see him thrive. And then, of course, Cam Johnson coming from uh, Vanderbilt, Xavier Valade coming from Wyoming, yeah. two guys that you know played at just not great schools. Yeah. Um, and, and not great places either. So <laughs> to, to, to come here, there, there's something to prove. And then uh, the, the poll right now, as it stands, 47% of the votes have Emory Jones, 26% yeah. has Daniel Ngata, 18% has Elijah Badger, and 9% is other. Uh, I'm going to go with Daniel Ngata. I don't see how a guy who is fueled by this many burritos – yeah, <laughs> uh, by Burrito Express can't have a dominant season. Um, when, when you're eating that many burritos, <laughs> bro. I, I'm just saying, bro, this guy has a burrito, it seems like every day or almost every day, right or wrong. Shit, if I was getting burritos for free, I would too. I just can't wait till the post game press conference. So, Daniel Angada, what, what? push you to run for 500 <laughs> yards and 17 touchdowns today against USC. Uh, well, you know, I just got to, I just got to start off by thanking God, thanking my family, uh, thanking Burrito Express, you know, I, I to be with that, that cool. <laughs> you know, you know how during the Super Bowl you could bet on the MVP, yeah. like who they would thank first. What I just got to thank Burrito be? Express. Yeah. What would the odds be for Daniel Ngata to thank Burrito Express after like a win or something? Considering it's Ngata, I feel like it's only behind like God and family. And then it's like you got like plus 1400 is, is Burrito Express. Like, and the value like, on that. I'm taking the value on that yeah, one. Uh, that's what I'm saying, bro. Like it's it, – you might – if you didn't know Ngata, you might be like, why is Burrito Express is such, burrito? such good odds? And then you'd be like, no, listen. He's a big burrito guy. If you know, you know. This man tweets more about burritos than God or his family. So or football for that matter. Or, so the odds may be a little – that might be the favorite moving forward. But in yeah. all seriousness, like we saw this guy uh, in the Vegas Bowl. And I just – watching him during spring, it's hard not to like what this guy can do on the field. I think yeah. if he can really turn into a passing threat as well, something that we saw from Rashad White last year, yeah. something that we've seen from ASU running backs in the past. I remember um, I was covering this team when Eno Benjamin was a freshman. That was huge for him. Uh, so so just getting a versatile running back, I think it's going to be less of a competition between him and Valaday and more of a one-two punch with those yeah, two guys. Yeah, I agree. ASU fans – um, I think are going to like that. It's just yeah. for me, it's going to be really how well does an offensive line made up of mainly transfers mesh? Yeah, um, that's a, that's a, the huge question with this offense, I think. And I mean, another thing we haven't really 
talked about is the fact that we haven't seen any, whether it's the the running back acting as receivers or the receivers or the tight ends like Messiah Swinson, we haven't seen any of them with a good quarterback. Like yeah. we only, we've only <laughs> seen them with Paul Tyson and and I almost said Gerald Bourget, Trenton Bourget, like um, <laughs> like and, and not to knock those guys, but Emory not Jones, Jones. Emory Jones is a significant improvement. We haven't seen them, and we also haven't seen them play against like we're gonna see res- defenses have to respect ASU's rushing attack, whether it's from the running backs or Emory Jones. And that's going to serve to benefit the receiver, the receivers and the tight end. So like, I think we're going to see this offense perform better than we, I think a lot of people expect. Yeah. And you're going to see the receivers have an opportunity to kind of make a name for themselves. So it, like yeah. you said, it, I think it's really exciting um, considering all the turnover that there has been. Yeah, I agree. I think we talk, we talk a lot negatively sometimes about the athletic program uh, or the state of AC football, but there are a lot of things to be to be excited about. For Football's this just exciting. Football it is, just it exciting. is exciting. Like, 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 like and, we talked about, I grew up in the dark days of, of Buffalo Bills, and I still got excited every September when kickoff came around. Like, I was still ready to go. Because there's hope. There's, there's, yeah, hope. there's hope. And that's, how, that's where I am with this team. Like, you never know. You never know. And think about it. There was a point last year where I was like, hey, I think it was Utah. Like, hey, if they can beat Utah – they might end up in a college football playoff. Like it was a little kind of far fetched, but it wasn't like that far out of reach. So yeah. obviously this team's a lot different, but you never like no one was expecting this team to be a college football playoff team. No one was expecting them to be Pac twelve champions necessarily last year. You never know what can happen. Like there's always like hey, you said, it's hope. How many how many quarterbacks have we seen leave their first institution and go on to thrive at their second institution and become first point. round picks? Like, yeah, you have I mean, no idea what Emory Jones th- can be. This coaching staff is all coaching for their jobs because obviously there's new coordinators. But if Herm doesn't perform, he's you have to assume out. And if he's out, the coordinators are probably out, too. Um, or at least some of or them. Or at least they're coaching for a potential head coaching gig. Well, that, that, like that's whether true. it be like everyone's coaching for something. Yeah. yeah. So um, I think and you look at Xavier Valade, I believe it's last year playing football. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of guys that. They have a lot to play for. So I think even if this team doesn't play well, you're not going to be able to say that they don't play hard. Um, They don't play for each other. So that, I think, is really exciting, too. One thing I want to see, I I know we're straying off a little bit from the offense here, but overall, one thing I I just want to see from this team that I know was such a struggle last year was mental errors. Like pre-snap penalties, um, just, just dumb calls, whether it be holding, roughing the passer, um, defensive holding, like there's just there's just some calls that like you don't necessarily need false starts. How many times did they shoot themselves in the foot on first down with a false start? Like it may not seem like those five yards are that much, but on first and ten, that completely changes how you're calling the rest yeah. of that, that drive. Like you and, are yeah. back five yards. Yeah, and, and I mean you you. One five yard penalty might not be the end of the world, but when you look at the end of the game and they have a hundred yards and penalties, and it's like, okay, well, there you go. Um, so that, yeah, that's definitely a big concern of mine with the offensive line. I'm just hoping, kind of going back to what we were just saying, they all all of them have so much to play for, and there is not a lot of clear cut like, okay, this is the guy in this position necessarily, right? So yeah. if you make mistakes, there's going to be someone there to take your job. So hopefully that motivates guys to play smart, play, 
play clean. Um, but only time will tell. I guess we shall see. Yes, sir. Hey, win or loss, Sean, how are we going to be uh, watching these football games? How are we going to be watching them? Probably with four peaks. Um, there you go. With a couple, you know, kilt lifters. Maybe mix in a, a, a hazy IPA. You know, it's, it's a football game. We're going to get swifty. <laughs> swifty. Swifty. Oh, my gosh. How do, how do you feel about those hazy IPAs? The hazy IPAs are you a big are IPA guy? Oh, yeah. I love IPAs. But literally, the hazy IPA and the kilt lifter are my favorite. Like, I, I've been drinking the hazy IPA um, since way before, like, even here. Like, even PHNX. Like, I, yeah. that's, that's probably my favorite beer in Arizona, to be honest. And then I wasn't in the kilt lifter until we kind of got into this partnership and I started drinking it and I realized that I've been missing out a little bit. So, you know, that's a cool thing about Four Peaks. They got so many beers. You kind of just got to branch out. I still yeah, like, if you don't the, like one. Then yeah. you can just try another because there's literally endless options. <laughs> literally. I haven't tried the peach one that everyone's been going crazy over. So I, I love that, that, bro. Yeah, That's the I one I got when that. we were at the brewery. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the perfect – the bartender described it to me. Like, so you've had um, – shit, what are they called? So so Blue Moons. Yeah. Um, th- those, for me, are a little too overpowering. Like, it's a weird mix of yeah. beer and flavor and whatever. But, like – so this this peach one is like the bartender described it as like a perfect mix between like the fruit and the beer flavor. And I didn't know what to really make of that because yeah. he first thing he said was it's like a blue moon, but better. So I tried it and the flavor and it's smooth like you don't get the I don't know. You don't get the just the shit in your nose when yeah. you drink in like a blue moon. So this one personally is my favorite. Um, we, we've talked about the kilt lifter. Like, there's just a lot of options. Mm-hmm. So whatever ASU sport you are watching, grab a Four Peaks brew because there's no better option. Uh, just a reminder, got to be 21 or older, and please enjoy responsibly. Sean, last thing I want to talk about today. I was scrolling the Twitterverse as oh I do. Oh, yeah. As one does. As one does in America. Um, and I guess really across the world. I was going to say. <laughs> I don't know why I specified that it was just America, but that's where I'm sitting. Uh, interesting new Netflix series coming to. Oh, boy. Yeah. Coming to screens. So the Hollywood Reporter tweeted this. Netflix is staging a real life Squid Game series that's billed as the, quote, biggest reality competition ever. Squid Game, the challenge, will include 456 players in real competition in a series of games for a record-setting, get this, $4.5 million cash prize. Brother, are we about to be on Squid Games? I mean, I am not <laughs> opposed. I, it just depends how real, like how close to the Squid Games I still haven't like, are watched we getting. It. I still haven't watched it, so oh, I don't bro. really know how bad Before you be. sign up, before you sign up, just know that like 456 players play, right? One player wins. 455 players die. So like, <laughs> I'm I'm hoping that Netflix is about to execute a small like a, a, a 450 some people. Um, although for four and a half million dollars, I still might take the risk. <laughs> Yo, are we out of a co-host? <laughs> I mean, you're either out, out of a co-host, or you have you either out of a co-host, or you have a really rich friend. I mean, that's true. That's really true. It's worth the risk for everybody. It might be worth sacrificing. Can we get an intern to go? You think we could sign an intern up? David might do it. 
David, when you listen back to this, slack us. We got we got <laughs> we got to talk yeah, details here. Yeah, we have some thoughts for your future with the company. What's <laughs> or not future? Or not yeah. future, depending on how the Squid Games go. True. Um, Sean, anything else that you've got uh, ASU related or or just sports general that you wanna you wanna get out there on this lovely Tuesday? No one has transferred and no one has fired. Yeah. No one has been hired, to my no, knowledge. In the let's last get out of here before it happens. I'm just honestly, this made me really excited about football season. Like I'm always like I just love football. I I just I love football, so I'm, I'm really excited. August to get here and for football season to get really underway. Um, but we're gonna have some fun in the meantime, I guess. But I'm just this got me excited. This got me excited for all of ASU sports, honestly. Got me excited for the future of baseball. Um, I'm we in it, let's do it. Did it get you excited for uh, a I don't know on the clock draft tomorrow? Because oh, that's yes. what we're gonna be doing. We got that. Uh, we're gonna be drafting the best villains. I got my first um, overall pick locked and loaded. I'm so excited for this. I'm so excited for this draft. Um, And then also we will be going through our way too early Pac-12 power rankings. Um, So definitely tune in tomorrow. We're going to be live at 3 to discuss all of that fun. Um, And you can keep up with our live schedule and just ASU News in general by following us at PHNX underscore Sun Devils. You can follow me at Anthony underscore Totri. You can follow the man who is not here by the name of Shane Diefenbach at Shane Dief. You can follow Sean DePaz at Sean underscore DePaz. Risking it for the bag as always. And we will be back again, as mentioned, live Wednesday at 3 p.m. But for now, thanks for listening. Peace.